So, and, and I think that's important for people to know that it takes a traumatic situation for you and then you get over it to start moving, looking forward at a situation that like something, something's going to happen that is, um, that could potentially be life-changing, right? In all of our futures. Correct. But if we, if we've been through it already, if we've been through the worst of it, we know that whatever situation we're going through, our minds are focused on how am I going to get over it? Mm -hmm. But some people, they're in a situation right now and they don't, they, they haven't got over that initial hump to realize that the next thing I'll get over that too. Right. So what advice would you have for somebody um, that is going through right now? Cause it's one thing to say, yo, you'll get past it. You'll get over it. But what is some, what is something you could tell somebody that's dealing with something right now? I, I, I would say um, we have to become grateful for what we have. I think a lot of, a lot of times um, we think that we haven't overcame anything because we're not grateful for what we have already overcame. So if I'm in a situation where my YouTube channel gets terminated and let's say, for example, we do our worst month of the year and we like, what are we going to do? In my mind, I could easily say, dang, man, how am I going to overcome this, man? This this is just too much, man. What are we going to do? That's because if I feel like this is like hard and I and, and I don't think I've ever overcame anything like this, it's because I'm forgetting that my YouTube channel terminated and I overcame and built it back up. So we minimize the value that we have. I don't see that as nothing. Oh, that's just like a little YouTube channel. No, that's something. So many people have lost their channels and didn't bounce back at all. Yeah. So you have to see, you have to be grateful and value yourself enough to know what you've done in the past to let that be faith and really uh, social proof in a way that you can overcome it in the future or overcome it in your present. So I think a lot of times we are not looking at what God has already allowed us to get over. And because we don't have that gratitude of what we've already overcame and the strength that he's already showed us that we have, we don't realize that we have it. So that's why oftentimes when you actually go go to apply it or you put in a condition where you have to apply it, it's already been there the whole time. You just didn't recognize it. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of us that struggle with getting over our current situations, uh, we only struggle because we don't know our destination. Mm. See, if you knew to get here at seven o'clock for this interview and your car broke down, what would be your next option? Uber. Uber. If Uber down, you go to what? Lift. <laughs> right? But when you know your destination oh, and you know good. the time that you need to get there, how you get there doesn't matter. So you don't look at the problems that are arising in your life. You're trying to get to where you need to go. Mm. See, if my wife was on the third floor of an apartment complex and there was a fire, I don't care what's going on that may stop me from getting to her. My only thought process is how can I find a solution to go rescue my wife who is stuck on the third floor of an apartment complex, I'm going to figure out a way. But it's because I know my destination. My destination, my target is to go save my wife. Everything else don't matter. But the problem that we all are living in is most of us are walking dead. We are walking zombies. 
with no location, no place to go, no home to go to, no destination to reach. So if I don't know where I am going, if I don't know my destiny, destiny is hiding in your destination. Mm. So if I don't know my destiny that's hiding in my destination, I'm always going to get caught up on the minute things. See, in this building right here, Brother Shan, uh, uh, this building looks big, right? Since we're on the inside. We go step outside. We get real close to the door. The building is still going to look extremely large. However, if you go 100 meters up in the sky in a helicopter, Mm -hmm. this building that was once big is now smaller. I go 100 more meters up in the sky. The thing that was small is now like minute. I go 100 more meters up in the sky. What was minute? It's like a little speck in our eye. That's exactly how big our problems are when I'm looking and I know my destination where I'm going. But if I don't know where I'm going, I'm I'm consumed in my problem, which is now huge. larger than life. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of us are just lacking our destination. And when we lack our destination, we don't realize that we'll never find our destiny because our destiny is hitting in our destination. So my question I typically ask people that have all these problems, where are you going? Mm. What is your purpose here? Yeah. What are you trying to overcome? What are you trying to accomplish? And nine times out of 10, most of our answers are, I would just want to be a millionaire yeah. or, or I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's why this is a big problem yeah. because you don't know exactly what you're trying to, what you're here, what you're made to do. You don't know why you are here and what you're trying, we're supposed to be doing, which means of course, this is a big deal. Yeah. But when you know where you're going, ain't no big deal. This wow. is just a part of the process. It's just in my way and I need to overcome it because the faster I can overcome it will be the faster I can get to where I need to be. I want to add to that real quick. I th- because I, I, I'm thinking now this question from a, a viewer's mind as entrepreneurs, especially online entrepreneurs. I think when you are going through a problem as an entrepreneur, what could help you is becoming humble enough to seek guidance and realize that you don't know the answer. Because I think a lot of times when you have a lot of followers, um, when you have a lot of followers and people look up to you for a certain thing, you have to come off as if you know everything. But when you are humble enough to realize that, I don't know this. And literally, there is literally somebody else in business who has been through what you're going through. So you can literally just go uh, uh, read a book or find a mentor. And once you do that, see, because I think a, a lot of people don't do that is because they want to look so self-made. Yeah. You want to look like, oh man, I never went through any problems. <gasps> the only way for me to be the guru or your coach is for you to know that I don't go through problems when I actually, I think that will help you out. Like yeah. us in the ABS tribe, when we mess up, we go share our mess ups in the ABS tribe. When we tell them, hey man, why you didn't do this assignment? We get on them, but when we didn't do our assignment from our coach, we share with them, hey, y'all, we dropped the ball. And this is the consequences. We didn't do, we didn't make this because we didn't listen to our coach. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that, which causes them to look perfect in a way, or they want to look perfect in a way. And this is why you're stuck. And I think that's not just with business, that's with everything in our life. When you don't want to ask for help, when you want to look like you are just the 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 end the end all be all, like you know everything, um, your arrogance. Um, stops you from seeking the right answers. And then outside of that, like Brother Jake said, uh, whenever you're going through a problem, 
your your destination has to be in mind and don't look at the problem. And I know it's going to be hard, especially when it's a big problem. You almost have to ignore the problem and focus only on the solution. Mm. And I think a lot of times that's very hard to think about somebody who's homeless and I'm telling them, bro, don't think about money. Think about your purpose. It's hard for you to even conceive that. But as I was teaching on recently, when you can see past money, when you can see past your condition, whenever you achieve that, everything is coming with it. Like this going to be maybe a little vulgar, but a lot of men, you looking only for the sex. But if you look past the sex and you look for commitment, the commitment is bigger. The vision that you want to take her on is bigger. But once you get that, the sex is going to eventually come with it. And I think a lot of times in our community, we're focused on the problem or we focus on this particular thing. But by you focus on this particular thing, it's not going to solve that problem. So if I want more money and I tell you to focus on purpose, you may say, here you go with that philosophy. Here you go with this mindset stuff. But if you focus on your purpose of impacting more people by doing that, not focusing on yourself, focus on helping somebody else pay their bill. And you may say, this is crazy. I'm not even paying my bills. How I'm going to help him pay his bill. But if you figure out a way to help him pay his bills, he's going to compensate you for that. And if you help enough of them pay their bill, you're going to forget how much your bills even cost. It's going to come with that. So I think that's what they have to do. See past their condition by focusing on focusing on a mentor, seeking a mentor and studying about solutions versus focusing on your problem. Absolutely. And, and you guys are kind of telling me about your collaboration, how you came together. And it's phenomenal because you guys started your business together, what, in 2019? Mm-hmm. And well, it was kind of, it was, he had his, I was doing my thing and it kind of collaborated right, together. Right, right. But, and so between the time that you two came together, I think you said y'all did seven figures in eight months. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Mm -hmm. Incredible. So was there a conversation where, okay, this is where we're going? Or first off, how did how did the collaboration happen? First off, you going to tell the story? You can tell. He he know how to tell the story best. (laughs) So um, I'm trying to get more seen. Right. 
because apparently I was a Grinch inside of a cave and didn't do any public stuff. So uh, I was told about um, an event that was put on in Dallas. What were you doing? Uh, running, running my insurance financial firm. Gotcha. That's all I was doing. Um, and I didn't need to be seen because we had direct mail. We were doing right. leads that way, right? Successful business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, but got, thank God I got a mentorship on being seen. So got invited to speak on a panel. So it's me and my wife and we're in the green room. BX is sitting on a white couch, brown suit with his bow tie. Mm-hmm. Classic uh, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic so ben. we walk in. My wife got her heels on, so we got to sit down. So I said, hey, baby, let's go have a seat on this couch right here. So we go sit down on the couch. Ben's sitting like right here. Mm-hmm. We like right here. We sit down the Did moment. you know who he was? No. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. Mm-hmm. So when I when we sat down, I said, what's up? He did like that. He just got up and walked to the mirror. Did his bow tie like this. I looked really? At my wife. Yes. I looked at my wife. It just it was just too like you were sitting there comfortable. But when we sat down, you pop up like so shaky. <laughs> you so, know what's funny? If, if if Ben was white, you'd be like, oh man. Also <laughs> <laughs> oh, black people come around yeah, there. Real talk, real talk. So it was the same feeling, right? Right. So I said, babe, get up real quick. Get up real quick. Get up. So we both got up. Uh my wife calls me extra, but we both got up and I said, hey, babe, just go get us something to drink real quick. I just want to see something. Cause I'm always observing people. Mm-hmm. He sit down. <laughs> My wife come back with the drink. I said, babe, let's go sit down again. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear like Ben's side. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember this. Sit down. <laughs> so we sit down. He get back up. <laughs> he go back to the mirror, fixing that Jackie bow tie. <laughs> and I say, hey, brother, we don't bite. He say, Good to know. And walks out the door. That was my first encounter with me. What? <laughs> so I wasn't fucking with him. <laughs> At all. And the whole, the, everybody in the green room was full of cap. So everybody coming in, you can Google me, this and this. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife sitting there like, everybody coming there, capping, capping, capping. And he, he got his ego. I'm like, oh, if this was going to be, I was going to leave. Like, this is, if this house is going to be around here, mm-hmm. this will all come out. <laughs> and so we get on the panel they got the chairs and they got, you know, uh, where they want everybody. Mm-hmm. They sit me and BX side by side. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this thing like, oh, I look at my wife and she's like. <laughs> 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 so they doing all this stuff, stuff. And he and I got together. Uh, we we got on the same page because people were just, they're just talking and wasn't answering the question. So he and I start looking at each other like. And then there was this guy um, that was saying that the solution for black people who are always complaining was just to throw money at us. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And, mm. I, and I tow his ass up. Give me the edited version for the kids. Oh, I'm sorry. And I tow his butt up. What <laughs> <laughs> the same yeah, answer, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I tow his butt up because um, money isn't the problem. The problem is the lack of exposure, the lack of time for people who are actually succeeding to come back and actually teach people because you can give somebody the money. We see it all the time. People go get money from the bank. Mm -hmm. So funding ain't it. It is the skill sets that are needed, which is what you talk about, the skill sets. Because when you develop the skill sets, you can, the the, the money is in the customer. You don't don't, don't need to. So the guy was like, I'll I'll give somebody a hundred thousand right now. Who who got a business? 50,000, a hundred thousand. 
So I grabbed the mic. It wasn't even my time. I tore him up. BX looked at me. He said, oh, you black, black. <laughs> so from that point on, we 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 kind of messed around. And um, we started kind of, uh, I started kind of giving him game on, on insurance. And I told him, I said, you can buy, you can buy wealth until you build wealth. And I was telling him the importance of insurance. A lot of people think that, you know, creating generational wealth is some strenuous job and you just got to overthink it. No, generational wealth is giving your children options past when you're not here. So with insurance, you can buy it. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Wealth is there for the next generation. So I began to tell him my structure of how I set up my family to be worth over $490 million by our fourth generation, never using anything but insurance. Yeah, go on and share that, brother. Go on. <laughs> right Let us in on that conversation right now. <laughs> we need to know immediately. So so my wife and I have it set it up. At the time, we have more insurance. But at the time, uh, each of us had, um, the goal was to have $10 million a piece of death benefit life insurance. $10 million. When we die, the money's going inside of a trust. This trust is going to generate, let's say, on average, 4 to 5% of interest inside a trust. Well, in a trust, it is like you're, it's like you living um, through paperwork. It's like you in words. So you can set it up to where your beneficiaries have to do certain checkpoints in order to be able to receive their piece of the trust. So that's $20 million in a trust. We got $20 million in a trust. Now you have your kids. Say we, we plan to have three How children. How much do you have to put in to have $20 million in a trust. Like well, to get a 10 million and a 10 million. Yes. How much are am I paying? Yes. So that? so um approximately. Okay. So approximately for it depends on the age. So mm-hmm. say somebody's 30 years old, um I use permanent uh whole life insurance because we actually build our banking system through insurance. Uh but to get 10 million dollars we spend about uh, I put about a, I put about a hundred thousand dollars a year mm. into my insurance policies, mm. and um, we have we have a little bit over ten million dollars of uh, life insurance coverage. Um, but we can use that capital, that money I'm putting in. I can use that money, the same money I'm putting in the policy, actively daily. But that's pretty much about the ten million. But if somebody just wanted to get term policies, you can do it with term policies. With term policies for a million dollars of coverage for somebody who's in their 20s, you're talking about 50, 50 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You know, from 50 to uh, fifty to 100 bucks a month, depending on their age and health. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about minimal. The cost of actually getting, just say a million dollars, it's minimal. Mm-hmm. You know, 100 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month, you're worth a million dollars. It's that simple. How does the insurance company... Win in this scenario. The the name of the game for insurance is that they're banking on you not doing your part of the contract. See, the contract is a unilateral partnership. So it's it is if you don't do your job, they don't do theirs. What's my job? Your job is to pay your premium. That's it. So they're banking that you're not going to start to pay my premium not. for five years. No, for tw- or even twenty. No, no, but what I'm saying yeah. is I'll start to pay my premium for five years. Eventually, times get hard and I cancel it and they just got five years of free money. Facts. Dang. So, a lot of people Yo, say- Yo, they're <laughs> betting against yes. a person yes. that they won't be consistent enough yes. the long haul. Matter of fact, matter of fact, most people don't know because a lot of financial advisors teach getting a term, buy term invested difference. But the truth is only 1% of term policies pay out. So, they don't- they because stop paying the they stop paying them or they um, uh, or uh, when the term ends after, say, a 20 year or 30 year term, the cost of that same insurance is drastically higher. 
So you just you just don't continue it. Gotcha. So I can be paying it for 10 years and then it it shoots up. Then it turns out. So you got a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year term. Mm -hmm. So at the end of a 10-year term, the policy is now done. Vested. Yes. No, no, it's done. Like <laughs> you got to get another policy. But you're 10 years older. You're closer to death. So the cost of insurance is what? More. Say you get a 20-year. By the time you get to 50, 20 years is over. You know what I mean? You're here. <laughs> By the time you get to 50, 20 years is over. Now you got a term. Guess what happens? You're 50 years old to get the same million dollars. So what people don't fail to realize is that with a term policy, you're betting that you're going to die before your time. So it's, it's a bet. Like, yo, mm. I, got a, I got a 30 year term. You saying you want to die in 30 years? No, I want to die at 100. I want that. I want that permanent policy. It almost seems like gambling. It is gambling. You're rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah, real talk. So I want to protect my, no, I want, this is what people fail to realize. When it comes to life insurance, life insurance is not called death insurance. Life insurance is supposed to protect every aspect of your life. Everything in life is protected by insurance. This building that we're in is insurance. <laughs> the, the mics I hope you got insurance on the mics you probably don't know I don't know if I bought that little insurance huh? a couple of hours no no no, no. I, think, I think on the mics yes I, I, did I pay that little $30 no, you got to you, you need to you try to go back go, go to send it back and be like it don't work and right. get it back again but no it's, it's insurance so so with with life insurance a lot of people don't even realize that um, I teach this in our private banking blueprint that banks literally put Billions of dollars in the cash account of insurance, life insurance policies. If you were to go to the FDIC, you go look at the assets and liabilities ledger. Every bank that is backed by the FDIC has to legally show you their assets and liabilities ledger publicly because the FDIC is funded by us. Mm. Wow, that's deep. So did you know this before y'all? Absolutely. I didn't know none of this. No. None of it. So you have some life insurance, I take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so you all saw the new bank. Right. Hey. <laughs> okay. That one that's great. How long were you in life insurance? Life uh, I've insurance? been I've been licensed five years. Gotcha. Okay. I've been teaching this three. Okay. All right. So connecting with yes. so was he on stage talking about life insurance? No. no. So y'all just connected, just started talking, and then I'm sure. Yeah, we can. You, you got passion about life insurance, so I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so what, what got me is that he was talking about our community. Anything that can help our community, you know, that's what I want to collaborate with. So once I saw he was on that, I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then after that, um, it was a brother, uh, brother Amir who wanted to connect us. Uh, and then we ended up meeting. And once he showed me this that he just showed you, for me, I was already teaching do for self, but I was like, you're going to have to brand. You're going to have to do your thing on social media to do what I'm doing. Mm. But with this, it's a lot easier. And uh, I talk about generational wealth and passing things down, but it's going to take a little time to do that. So when he said, yo, they can buy wealth. Yeah, they keep building. You got to make money. I mean, to even put into the policy. But if something happens in the meantime, if you are here going for the community and you're doing this, if something ever happens to you, your family is straight. And so... um, I want to bring that to the community. And that, and that was uh, fascinating <laughs> to me, the amount of money that you can put in. And if anything happens, you know, you can uh, get that amount. And then when he talks about owning your own bank, and this is what got me. He said, if I got $100,000 in my bank account, and I ask you, because uh, I learned how to teach a little bit. <laughs> okay. If you got $100,000 in your bank account and you take out 50000 how much you got left? Fifty. It can't be 50000 the, the way the question is set up. But uh, if I have $100,000 in my bank account 
and I take out 50,000, mm-hmm. I still have 100,000, right? Because I took out 50,000. I still took it out unless I spent How it. much do you have left in your bank account? In my, left in my bank account, 50,000 that day. Right. So that was my thoughts, right? Yeah. So he going to break it down for you, but you still got 100,000 when you have your own bank set up like he did. So when he break that, when he broke that down and then he showed me how that money that you took out is tax-free money, I was like, oh man, you don't even got TV nothing else. Hey, hit up Jake Taylor Jacob. <laughs> what you mean the money you take out is tax-free? Oh, he gonna hit this this his job, none. So, That's his department. So, no, you 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 supposed to give me the hand we got. I'm gonna give you the question and I'm gonna throw the alley to my brother now. <laughs> All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Hey, that's that. All right, break it, down. So, break it down. So in an insurance policy, the reason why banks like to utilize the money and people don't realize Walmart became a billion-dollar company from the utilization of insurance policies. Um, Walmart. Yes, Walmart. Um, and so did Warren Buffett. You look up any of the articles of Warren Buffett talking about life insurance, he'll say that him getting into life insurance was single-handedly the reason why he became a billionaire. Um, so life insurance is in all of these things most people just don't know. So in an insurance policy, there is the death benefit side and then there's a savings account. Well, in the savings account, when you dump money inside of it, you get guaranteed if it's built right. Everybody can't do it. Right. Um, but in the policies that we talk about and that we that we put our clients in, in the cash account, the savings account, it gets a guarantee 4% every year. Mm-hmm. Plus four to eight percent dividends. So I put a hundred dollars in a in an account. Mm-hmm. A portion of that hundred dollars goes into a savings a account. savings account, correct? And the other portion just goes to the to premium. Pay, yep, pay premium. the premium okay. for the life insurance. Yep. So now my money is doing two things: it's protecting my life, and then it's in an environment that's growing in uh, interest every year, okay. which turned a debt dollar into an asset dollar. Because a debt dollar is money that diminishes in value. That's why we talk about. That's why we talk about um, inflation. Mm-hmm. When inflation goes up, the value of the dollar goes down. Mm-hmm. Well, when I put my money inside of an insurance policy, now I have cash that grows in assets or interest every year. So my money is in the savings account, making four to eight percent every year. 
Guaranteed. Right. So this money that's inside. What's that split? What's that split? Uh, if it's built right, it's it's a 60-40. 40% goes to take care of your death benefit. 60, 60% of your money is actually going inside of your insurance policy. Inside, I'm sorry, inside the savings account. The savings account. Yes, sir. And when that term is over. There's no end of the term. Mm-hmm. It's permanent. I thought we it's did the 10 die. and 20 and the 50. That was a term. That was a term insurance. We're talking right. about a whole life, the real, what you're supposed to have. Whole life. Okay. So and I want you to stay on that point. Yes, I just want to just make sure we're clear. I put $100 in if it's built right. Yeah, because most of them are built wrong. 90% of the policies are built incorrectly. Okay. Dang, I got more questions. <laughs> I'm going to give you this question. Yes, sir. And I want you to answer it later. Yes, Don't answer it right now because okay. I still want to ask this okay. question right now. <laughs> so the, the question is, how are they built wrong? Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, okay. okay. Clarity. Don't forget to answer you. that question. All right. So I put $100 in an account in a, in a life insurance policy. $60 of that goes to a savings. $40 goes to my premium or my yes. life insurance. If I stop paying, mm-hmm. do I lose the whole both sides? Uh, if I stop paying? Or do I get to keep that savings side? You get to keep the savings side um, as long as your policy was vested. See, this is the thing. <clears throat> A lot of people buy life insurance for the death benefit. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong reason to buy life insurance. You buy life insurance for the cash inside, the cash value part, the savings account. Because where else can you be able to put money somewhere and it grows tax-free and you can access it Mm tax-free? Nowhere else, but they say a Roth IRA. But I'm about to kill a Roth IRA. See, the problem that we have is when we grow our money, we liquidate our money to buy stuff, correct? Mm -hmm. It's always this constant up and down thing. That's why it's hard for us to save money because you always need something. Well, in this savings account inside your insurance policy, when I want to access that money, say I have a hundred bucks in there and I need to access a hundred dollars of it to go buy something. Well, when I go borrow money out of my savings account, I borrow a hundred dollars. Your hundred dollars stays in your savings account. And still makes interest while you have $100 in your hand. The money is still in the, your savings account, but you got $100 in your hand. Right. Your 100 is still there, but the money's in your hand. Right. How is that possible? Well, when you borrow against it, now you're using your savings account as collateral. Right. You take the money from the insurance company, which means your money is still there making interest while you got their money in your hand going to make a purchase. Mm. See, what happens is now your money never loses the momentum of interest growing interest on top of it. Gotcha. I see. Yes. I see. I see. Yes. But I guess the $100 that you take from the insurance company, what interest rate is that? Good question. Good question. So when it comes to the interest rate, it's actually based on what they what they guarantee they give you at 4% and then what they, uh, it's called simple interest. There's a difference, compound and simple interest. They charge you 5% simple. Well, if you look at it, if you look at what a bank, uh, commercial banks, they get their money at typically anywhere from 1% as low as 0.25% from the Federal Reserve. When I tell people be your own bank, you want to get other people's money at the same rate that the banks get their money at Mm -hmm. without diminishing the value of your cash. So you're getting your money at 1% or less. You're getting to use their money for 1% or less. Mm. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. What was my question? While your money is still growing in interest. Got you. And obviously you got to pay that back. And then. Well, you don't have to. I mean, oh, they'll just take it from your. They'll just take it out your death benefit when you die. They'll take it from your death benefit when you die. So, 
<laughs> if I have ten thousand yes, dollars in the saving side of my premium, yes, sir. I can borrow ten thousand dollars from the insurance company. Yes, sir. And I don't ever have to pay that back. No, sir. But they'll take the ten thousand plus whatever interest that is from Your death the mil- the million dollars yes, or whatever, right? So nine hundred and eighty thousand, let's say interest, nine hundred and eighty thousand dollars your family get while you can, spend the ten. Can I though? The ten thousand that is being held for collateral, yes. I can't get that while I still have the ten thousand that I, I took. Correct. But it'll still grow. Okay. I like okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I got it. I you got said it. how are they built wrong? Yes. How are they built wrong? See, you're a smart brother. You see, I was off track. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh 95% of the industry of finances, period, financial industry, 95% of them aren't are not practitioners. They're just in it to make money. I'm sorry, real quick. Is this part of the course? Yeah. This is what y'all teach in the course? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, 95% of them are not practitioners. They're just in it to make money. Uh, they want to make extra money on the side or they just want to put people in policy. They don't really know what they're doing, regurgitating information. Well, only 5% of the industry are actually vetted people who know what they're doing and have written either uh, research on it, books on it, documentation on it, not sales books, like real like research, like books. And the reason why 95% of policies are, are written wrong is because a lot of the policies are written for the benefit of the agent. Mm-hmm. So the agent, because the agent needs the money. So they write the policies that best benefit them in the ways that they can get paid the most. Well, in our case, we actually write the policies that best benefits the client because the whole purpose of us opening up policies is to teach people how to build their own bank. And you can't build a bank if most of your money is going to the death benefit and not inside of your savings account. And so, yeah. Mm. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.